Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Hello and welcome to What Goes Bump Tonight. My name is Riley Clark, and alongside me, as always, is... Trevor Jensen. We are back with episode 74, The Loch Ness Monster. Old Nessie. Old Nessie from Scotland. Oh, we old Nessie. <laughs> Living somewhere down there in the deep. The deep. <laughs> We're just talking hockey. <laughs> the deep, dark lock of the Ness. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not wrong. That's because Loch Ness lives in Loch Ness. Yes, and is commonly referred to as Nessie. Okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> enough with the Nessie circles. <laughs> Oh, my God. I this love is a it. topic we have been, I guess, holding back for a very long time because, I mean, it could people really... People hate on Nessie, it. dog. Yeah, people will be hating on Nessie, even though there is still, like, recent sightings and stuff, but no one mm-hmm. really knows what they're seeing. Is it a dinosaur? Is it Nessie? Is it an alien? Is it an eel? Is it a, a giant cock? What? <laughs> <laughs> We're not sure. Nobody knows. But it does have some fascinating history as it dates back all the way to 1933. Um, in August of 1933, George Spicer had the first sighting. And a little spicy action. There was also a sighting by Aldi McKay and her husband. Uh, in the same year. I'm not sure if the time frames are. I think they're like fairly close to the same dates. Most likely. But these particular sightings would become pretty famous in the uh, the newspaper in the town. The Inverious Courier, I think it's called. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the Courier publication actually ended up uh, skyrocketing the public's interest into it where it actually you know a lot of people were gathering to the lock to see this monstrous fish you know this potential dragon maybe like I'm yeah. thinking 1933 here that people are probably speculating that it's an alien maybe uh, maybe not at this time but monster for sure Monster for sure. 100%. Okay, so it's Scottish. That's for show. They all Scottish. The lock is in the Scottish Highlands, uh, and they describe this creature as a long necked with one or more humps protruding from the water. Uh, popular interest belief in the creature has varied since it was brought worldwide in the 1933s. Evidence of the existence is. 1930s. Yeah, whatever. I can't talk today. <laughs> Evidence of its existence is anecdotal. I don't even know what that word is. With a number of disputed photographs and sonar readings. So there's there's been a lot where people could either say this is real or this isn't real. People have been scanning the bottoms of Loch Ness with sonars for years and years and years and have never even remotely found anything close to a monster in the loch. But the sightings and some of the pictures that have been captured of potential Loch Ness monster. Some of them are faked. Are de- well, some of them are definitely faked. The original one mm. came out as a hoax. Mm. 
So, but it does stand to reason that on a biological basis, there is potential that there is something living in there that has not been discovered yet. Yeah, the the lock is huge. Like we're talking thousands, thousand feet deep lock, and it's massive. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be connected to the ocean. Like the ocean's just on the other side of the mountain. Just skip, hop, and a throw. Yes. I got the yards. Let's see. So why don't we just jump into some like accounts of it then? So in 2007, there is a a video by um, what's his name? It just says Holmes. Holmes video. On 26th of May 2007, 55-year-old laboratory technician Gordon, his name's Gordon Holmes, videotaped what he said was like this jet black thing, and it was 14 meters, which is 46 feet long, moving fairly fast in the water. Adrian Shine, a marine biologist at the Loch Ness 2000 Center in, oh God, this is going to be a hard one, Dramondoch, Dramondic? describes the footage as among the best footage that he had ever seen. BBC Scotland broadcast the video on May 29th of 2007. STV News North Tonight aired the footage on May 28th. And they interviewed Holmes, and Shine was also interviewed and suggested that the footage was an otter or a seal or a water bird. But I've never heard of any of those getting up to 46 feet long. No, it sounds like a dinosaur. That sounds like a full-on, like, plesiosaurus. I'm pretty sure that's the water yes, animal. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, it's the water one. Because what kind of fucking otter is 46 feet long? I get that they can swim quick, but... That would be quick, the world's largest otter ever. I want to see it. It's like three school buses. Like, please show me that. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I could find an otter that big, I'd be like, well, my life is complete. I think these things are fucking cute. And now we have a 46-foot-long one. There is actually another uh, film that came out in 1960, the Dinsdale film. Dinsdale. Like, oh, wait, like the um, Timmy Turner? Like Dinsdale. I know, not but Dimsdale. Dimsdale. <laughs> <laughs> you saw us go with it. Um, he was an aeronautical engineer uh, named Tim Dinsdale, and he filmed a hump that left a wake in the water. Uh, he reported that no <laughs> <laughs> no he reported that the sighting on the the final uh, day of his search and described it as a reddish with a blotch on its side could it have been injured or is it just the color is that it could just have a red color it's like yeah. a salmon color yeah he said that when he mounted his camera the object object began to move and he shot 40 feet of film Damn. <laughs> um, later on in 1993, uh, Discovery would actually pick up the film. They would. That's it. dope. And the uh, person who enhanced it, he found what appeared to be the rear body of a creature underwater. Um, so they like think it's its neck, possibly? Uh, I don't know. This film expert who... An- you know, enhance the film, thinks that he actually can see the body of a creature. Or at least, like, now. the shadow under the water, how you would see with a big fish. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, he, he can see some of the creature, so he's actually, like, saying, hey, I didn't believe in Loch Ness before I watched this film, and he is unsure right now. He doesn't, he's not fully convinced. 
obviously. But I see it with my own eyes. He's like, I he doesn't know what he's looking at. I'm I take it. Probably. I mean, I'm pretty skeptical of things until I see shit like that too. But I don't know. Loch Ness has always been such a big controversial topic. Even when I was a kid, people still would be like, "It's not real." But I'd be like, "Yo, I mean, it could be real. Dinosaurs were that big, so <laughs> fucking flies." But uh, let's see. In 2011. On August 24th, a boat captain, Marcus Atkinson, photographed a sonar image of a 1.5 meter wide, which is 4.9 feet, unidentified object that seemed to follow his boat for two minutes at a depth of 75 feet. I can't talk either. And ruled out the possibility of a small fish or a seal. On April 2012, a scientist from the National Oceanography Center said that the image is a bloom of algae and... Zo like zooplankton, but okay, algae doesn't move like that, and zooplankton. I don't really know what they are, and I don't think I, that they could show up that big. No, never. They're like microscopic organisms. There's they would have to be insane amounts of them. Exactly. So the amount of mass it would take for them to actually make a the illusion of a larger creature would be ridiculous. So I'm not sure how sonar really works either. So if you have this... It shoots down Yeah, but like if you have this large... They come back and it reports it back But to like the if you have this large blip on your screen, does that translate to how wide it really would be? Or is that like... Yeah. Okay, so like it would blotch out you can, most so of the screen. Think of it like this. I'm going to draw him a picture, people. This is your screen for the radar. Mm-hmm. This is the water surface up here. This is the bottom. And then you can usually see like how the concentrate of the bottom is. So like mm -hmm. the different like the sediment levels the and stuff. Yeah. Typically. And then like say there's a rock here and a rock here. And then you can see the little hump of the rock. And then you got your fish behind it. It'll probably show up like a V. Or something. Every oh, they're all every different. sonar has yeah. a different marking for what a fish looks like, but this is the most typical. And then, like, say if there's a large object, it's gonna pick it up. Like, it's gonna look like what it looks like, especially okay. with some of the sonars that we have today. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean, it's not nearly the size of Loch Ness with being We're four talking, feet, but if that shows up, that's Loch Nessy. That's Loch Ness monster. He drew a very crude picture of the Loch Nessy. <laughs> I did. It looks more like a Pegasaurus. Yeah, I, I was going to go with or a, a Parasaur. A hammer on Parasaur. a potato with two more potatoes. Or a hammer on a potato, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, with two potatoes, the little spuds right there. Exactly. Like, I love that. Well, I see, so you have all these accounts of people I saying this isn't you, real. Your oh. permanent record is just a myth, like the Loch Ness Monster or North Dakota. Shane. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Neutron. Learn about crypto. Ah. Learn about crypto, people. Sounds Don't learn about crypto. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my <laughs> I don't know why I've always thought that's so funny ever since I was a kid it's like the Loch Ness it's not real like the Loch Ness Monster in North Dakota cause you know there's only one Dakota <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck that's amazing so I mean, what, what so do you think I, so far so my entire life I've never really believed in the Loch Ness Monster oh shot to the heart yeah never really thought it could be a real thing 
But dinosaurs are real. Yeah, I just don't think one would live that long. Okay, so here's my theory about that, though. What if there was, like, a pocket underneath the nest, or the lock, that was, like, uh, had prehistoric creatures, prehistoric creatures, I mean, that had their own ecosystem that they could maintain for a long time, but then because of seismic plates moving and all the shifting of our, like, climate and all that rubbing and stuff, you know, like, that happens underneath the oceans, what if it opened up a port like not a portal but like a crack so like this Loch Ness monster could just slip right through and then people are seeing it and then it could just dive right back into it yeah but how long can it live well here's my other theory about that it's in an ecosystem that can sustain life so like it's it's in this biome of other things that live there with it so it can reproduce eat you know, die, run their life cycles, and just continue every going. Every once in a while, see if it's habitable. Yeah, and then it just, then one day, you know, it get, it sees this opening, and it's like, well, I'm going to go check this out. And it goes out. And then it's like, well, fuck this, I'm going back. Because it's just totally different. It's very possible. I mean, I think there are caves and stuff, like, in Loch Ness. But That's don't why me my, on it. I think my theory holds Obviously, a little Obviously, I've never weight. been to Scotland or Loch Ness. I'd so. love to. I've always, I mean, it's great fishing there, I've heard. Big lake trout. Eels. Sounds like a beautiful place in general. Giant eels. That's what a lot of people think it could be, is a giant eel. Just one that, like, grew ridiculous. Oh, and it's, like, slithering out of the water a little yeah, bit? Yeah, just, like, a massive hmm. eel. Because, I mean, you think about it. Eels can get to, like, 10 feet. But, like, what if, like, over the years, there's a genetic modification out there that happens every once in a while to where one gets like super crazy growth you got nine ten feet people like, you know it's possible an eel that's 40 feet long just imagine how much of a disturbance that would make if it did hit the surface yeah i mean and they're the big creature and it would explain for a lot of like the the sightings of like black shadows underneath the water that are moving quick because like, those things can even move. if it like jumped just right it would look like a head coming out of the water it's very I mean? true that is very, very true. I mean, eel's like the number one suspect, I think, in my opinion, that it could be because it's the only creature that lives in Loch Ness that has mm. the potential of growth by a rarity that could yeah. plaz- make it plausible. Plausible. Okay, so let's touch on some folklore then. In the 1980s, Swedish naturalist and author Björn Soren wrote the present beliefs in lake monsters such as Loch Ness Monster and the associated with the Kelpie legend. I'm not as familiar with the Kelpie legend, though. According to Soren, accounts of the Loch Ness Monster have changed over time, originally describing a horse-like creature that was intended to keep children away from the loch. Soren wrote that the Kelpie legends have developed into descriptions reflecting a modern awareness of the plesiosaur. So, I don't even know what Kelpie is. I feel really bad right now. I've never heard that one. I know the Loch Ness Monster, but never heard of Kelpie. Me either. Which, it's it's got to be somewhat related to it. Like, hard related to it, most likely. But, yeah, so, we'll probably have to do an episode on Kelpie at some point. Because <laughs> I need to learn about that. 
because I didn't even know this was near. All right, but here, the Kelpie as a water horse in Loch Ness was mentioned in 1879 Scottish newspaper and inspired Tim Dimsdale. The guy we mentioned earlier. The owner of the Dimsdale Dimmadone. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Project Water Horse, a study of pre-1933 Highland folklore referenced to Kelpies. Okay, so maybe they're saying that Kelpies are the Loch Ness Monsters. It kind of sounds like it. Hmm. Water horse and water bulls indicated that the Ness and the Loch most frequently sighted. So there's more than just the Loch Ness Monster that people are like... There's more mysteries in the in the, in lock. the old Loch. That's interesting because, I mean, it's very, it's very, very possible that there are a lot of unknowns living in the waters that we haven't been able to traverse. So they did a DNA survey once. Oh, DNA. Ribonucleic acid. they surveyed the lake for unusual species. So they were, I guess they were looking for that, that gene I was talking about, the like super growth. Yeah, so it's like, hey, you got that HGH in you, bro? But they did not find any results for sharks, sturgeons, or catfish in the lock. Well, I mean, no shit. (laughs) You know, largest growing fish species. Because they found something else. I hope. Um, Yep, this links to the... They could not rule out the possibility of eels of extreme size though none were found. None were uh, ever caught. The other possibility is that large amount of D- eel DNA simply comes from many small oh. eels. No evidence of any reptilian species were found. See, yeah. but this is where I kind of have a gripe about that because people were saying that the giant squid wasn't real. And that the videos of them, like, moving across the roads and shit weren't real. But they are. And they're massive. Like, there's colossal squid that live in the oceans. So what makes this so unbelievable that it couldn't happen? Like a giant eel or, like, some type of creature that grows up to immense size. You know? Because for many years while we were growing up, they were like, there is no such thing as a giant squid. No such thing. That was that is very true. And then next thing you know, we got one video. One video that and it terrorized it. everyone. Mm-hmm. And it confirmed everything that people were seeing. So I, I'm if, not going to rule this completely impossible. But is it a misinterpretation of what the Loch Ness Monster really I is? I would think so, yes. I would think the Loch Ness Monster is actually an organism that is like natural in the habitat there that actually is not just something prehistoric mm-hmm. maybe something new i would like was, to think it's a dinosaur but i don't know maybe it's something new but we never really figured it out i want to say when i i read national geographic one time and it said that on average every single day we were finding up to new five new species on the ocean floor and all around like just every single day five new different species like can't even keep up with the naming of them which in itself is pretty wild. Because if you think about it, we know more about the moon than we do our oceans, and we can probably explore more of our oceans now or, like, the water that we've never been able to because of the advancements in our technology. But still, it's very interesting. 
This printer sucks, man. It's so hard to read this stuff. Well, let's get into some hypotheticals. Hypotheticals. So I like this. I like this better than reading off paper. We know papers. From what we know, they have scanned this like crazy amounts of. They've time touched almost center. every aspect. There's probably of it. people that go out there and do it for fun as well. Because mm. I mean, if I went to Scotland, destination I would, truth did. I would be like, "Yo, we're finding a boat, and we're gonna go just drive around the lock and see if we can find the monster." So a, you do, you're doing that. I would take a bullhorn. Like, you're doing that. Oh! You're with some random old Scottish salty captain. I can't do a Scottish captain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a Scottish voice for you all, but you're riding in the boat. He says he's seen Nessie before. You're a salty dog. He's a salty, salty old man. He's seen Nessie five, six, ten times. <laughs> he, his story changes every time. I, that's normally how it goes. <laughs> With every cigarette, his story changes. As he's changes. got a pint in his hand of just the <laughs> darkest stout you've ever seen. You're drinking. You're looking for the nest. And <laughs> you see something in the distance. It has the resemblance of a hammer with a potato. Nessie. <laughs> hammer and a potato. It's a very large hammer potato looking creature. <laughs> it looks you right in the eyes. What does it say? It says, Boop! <laughs> it just says, Boop! I was going to say, like a foghorn. <laughs> oh, fuck. What do you do? Obviously, you're fumbling for your phone. It falls in the water. Because that's exactly what would happen. Usually. So you fall out of your boat. Salty captain, all he's got is a Polaroid. He snaps a photo, <laughs> but it was already gone. And all you got is some waves and created a, by the creature. A log. <laughs> you took a picture of a log. <laughs> No, that sounds fun. So, like, if I was with that salty captain and I had fumbled my phone in the water and I, I seen this thing just, like, swimming in, you know, slowly and menacing, I'd just, like, reach my hand out and be like, I want to pet you. Let me pet you. I'd want to tame it. I want Dude, it's like a Lapras from Pokemon. You got to yeah. get your Pokeball out and you got to chuck mean, it. I think that's what Lapras is probably inspired by. I, how did I never draw that parallel until it's 2021? <laughs> that's crazy to me it kind of does yeah without the shell but yeah uh, it's very very similar well fuck me whoever made pokemon is a smart man yeah it's blending reality right there yeah where he's just like i'm pretty sure like he, he like the dude i'm this is such a tangent the dude that made pokemon was an avid bug collector and that's why he made pokemon for real because he had he had some type of like i want to say like almost like an autism so like he was very, very into, like, catching bugs. And then he was like, I'm really smart, too. So I'm going to apply this to something else. And then he started making, like, you know, like, Pokemon. And the next thing you know, Pokemon blew up. And now it's one of the biggest, most money-making things in the world. Yeah. Which is nuts. Because they're just coming out you with the games. can't even find cards at the store right now. No. And then Shining Pearl and uh, Brilliant Diamond come out Thursday. And it's like, Jesus, dude. It's probably at least 20 years later and they're still making games and it's amazing so the lock is a pokemon <laughs> so Gotta this entire time what we figured out is that the pokemon loch ness monster is actually lapras and you need 
a lot of Pokeballs to catch Probably it. need a net ball or a master ball to catch that thing. Yeah, it's probably a level 100 by now for sure. Legendary so. status. It's probably got maxed out stats too. It's been bred just for like fighting. It's been <laughs> waiting for someone to challenge Come it. Come catch me. It's the next gym leader. <laughs> <laughs> it is the only gym leader. <laughs> oh my god. So wait, does that mean Mothman is also a Pokemon? Oh. And holy shit, so all the cryptids are actually Pokemon? They're, yeah. We've needed to catch them all this time. And we've been just letting them go. Not believing in Pokemon. I put them in my Pokedex and didn't even think about it. Wow, we are really talking about Pokemon. Cryptozoology is actually just Pokemon. <laughs> so Professor Oak is actually real. <laughs> we're broken today we're sorry oh my god this but we love is so you we love great. you night crew we hope you're really enjoying this Loch Ness this is just a hard talk. one because there's a hard so one because i don't believe in it there's so many hoaxes there's so many people that like swear by it Pe- like people that live out there are like no it's real but then you got anybody else that lives in surrounding towns or like over in the U.S. or like or like anywhere else, and they're like, "No, it's not real. It's all hoax. It's all for tourism." I don't know what to believe. Of all the shows I've ever watched on it and things like that, they don't like, find shit. They don't find anything conclusive. At least when people go out on the Bigfoot shows, they're finding something that's like a Poop. little bit like makes your head wonder. But like in these other shows, like. Okay, you heard some waves at night. Why are you going looking for it at night? Exactly. Like look for it during the day when you can actually see like a far. Like distance. what do you do? Shining on top of the water where it's probably the most reflective surface. We got all surface. this cam- camera technology. Just put cameras all over. Or that get me lake. some like deep sea rovers that can like just like float around yeah. there for weeks. Some drones in the water mm-hmm. just flying around, and then you just pick them up and watch them. Or fuck it, just put me on an underwater base station that has like 20 foot glass. Live down there, live in the lock. That would be dope to live underwater like that. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a movie called Underwater that's pretty crazy where they live, like, in these, like, crazy drilling stations that are underneath the water. And, ooh, doggy, that would be scary, but. Like that place that they had on mag the movie mag yes yeah exactly exactly so you could look out and you could still be like i'm pretty safe yeah the little girl walks by that huge glass window and and this massive shark comes by Mm -hmm. megalodon fits into this too like kind of a little bit it's not nearly maybe we'll talk about megalodon one day but i think that's a good one but yeah it's not nearly as like closely like because they were both dinosaurs yeah that actually did exist. Yeah, and the plesiosaur is actually quite close looking to what people describe the Loch Ness or the Kelpie to be. So, I mean, there is some similarities there that you could probably draw the parallel and be like, hey, this is fucking what's there. I want, I don't know if they ever found, like, remains of a plesiosaur, like, in Scotland. If they found one there... That would make sense, too, then. That would make so much sense. I bet you they did, and that's probably... Most likely. I mean, shoot, like, the whole makeup of our Earth was different back then. Like, hardcore different. I've abandoned the notes at this point. (laughs) Yeah, we had something about the plesiosaur on here, but I literally have scattered my notes all around. I I did the same thing, and I was like... Where anything belongs. The ink kind of died a little bit towards the end of the print, so, like... It's kind of hard to read some of it anyway. 
But I mean, we have a general, a pretty good general. Grasp I think most people, you know, know about the Loch Ness monster and have their thoughts about it. If there's just know, not a whole lot of like, if you could hard evidence, share about your it. thoughts on the Loch Ness monster in the comments below. We yeah. want to hear what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Comment. Chat goes crazy. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> <laughs> just DM me what you think of the lock, and if you think I'm fucking crazy, you tell me. Yeah, let us know if we're cra- well. I said I don't think it exists. So I think let me know be. if I'm crazy for thinking. I'm gonna it. go on the opposite side of that and say I think it does exist, right, so but it's something. This else. This is one of the rare things where me and Trevor stand opposite. Yeah, we usually movie. agree completely, but this is one where I'm gonna stand my ground and say I really think that there is an entity, not an entity, but like a a biological being that lives in the lock that people just are having a hard time seeing because it's elusive. It's elusive, smart. It's a Lapras. Probably just a giant eagle. <laughs> it's Lapras. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, this but has been we, a good one. It has, and we actually have something really exciting news because the <laughs> IndiePods United Summit is we next back, month. We back. And we're going to be live and direct to your eyeballs. We're also headlining another main event show for everybody that wants yeah. to come out and join us for the I think there's one the show talk. after us, but we're basically That is the, the capper to just go to bed because we're in the matinee spot at 8 o'clock. Yeah. So, yeah, we are on the first day of the three-day event. We opened that shit. On Friday night at 8 p.m. Time, time. Eastern time. You know, they always release Eastern shows time. that are like the new really big hit shows at 8 p.m. On days. So guess what, boys and girls? We're main time. Wait, main time? We're big league. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your main event. What goes bump in the night? Versus Indie Pods United. Featuring. Na, 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 na. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. But, yeah, so, I mean, we have a couple pretty good ideas to let you guys know like you know when when indie pods comes out what we're going to talk about because we've had quite the year we really have and i cannot believe that it's almost december already because holy shit the year went by fast yeah this year is going by super fast and you guys crushed the past couple of months yeah two back-to-back best months ever like that's so incredible like bravo basically a thousand downloads in um, two months like that's better than we've done in a long time better than we've ever done obviously (laughs) 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 and we're super excited about it and that's why we keep bringing this great shit to you guys oh yeah Indie Pods United cause what go bump taking over are we gonna get copyrighted? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna let it play for 30 seconds. <laughs> Screw you, YouTube, and your copyright oh infringement. God, I love that. That's why, because we can't. Because YouTube <laughs> hates everything that has to do with monetization, and they say, "Fuck you! I'm yeah. taking your money." Pretty much, even though we don't get paid from YouTube, we don't really get paid from anything. <laughs> no, we're a long ways from that, but one day you guys can make it happen for us. I'm a poor shame myself until it does. So whether you're new or you're an old or an old <laughs> moderately young person listening to our show <laughs> an old can't get over that we absolutely love you guys more than anything and you drive us to continue to do this podcast every single week and we can't thank you enough and 
obviously we're gonna set you guys some new goals but since you smashed our we'll give you a break for a minute year, you guys get some relaxed time and don't have to push as hard yeah just chill listen to this you know we're talking about some Loch Nessie. Yeah. And it's just and, chill. I mean, we got the holidays coming up. It's the it's the best time of the year. We got Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. It's the best time of the year. Deck the halls with Nessie's balls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to deck the halls. And then you got to eat the turkey and all the hams and, and unwrap presents. I do want to make fair, clear warning in the next, fair, probably clear. The, like, the next few months. We're going to try to do weekly episodes. But it might be extremely hard with my change of schedule coming up. Very much so. I'll be playing for the Muskegon Voyagers again. And that means I'll be playing hockey like every freaking day of my life. Yeah, and that'll be less days that we get the chance to like meet up and do this. So so just bear with us as the season progresses because I'm going to be extremely busy. But We might even explore different avenues of content where maybe one of us will do it or both of us if we can still get together, you know, or we can each just pick a topic one week if one of us can't make it and do it. So we'll get creative with it, we promise, because we want to continue to bring you something. We don't want to leave you hanging out for three weeks, hanging out, wondering what happened to us if we're still alive. Yeah, we're not going to go on hiatus for that long. But it'll be the same as last year. Like, expect the normal. But if we miss a week, we'll we'll give you content in some some duration. You might get to hear the silky voice over the airwaves all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> or with other guests. Yeah. Like which, we did with Jeremy. Yeah, before. which was so, wonderful because Jeremy did a great job. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, we love you, Jeremy. He's actually one of my teammates on the Voyagers too. So You guys are going back to back this year. Yeah, we're gonna win back to back championships. So you know You know. <laughs> you know. Is what it is. <laughs> We're the champs, and we're back. Because we are the champions, my friends. And remember, folks, to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night. Thanks, guys. Noi. Bye. Bye.